You are now listening to High Five the Podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff too. Now let's join our hosts Q and J as they broadcast live from the writer's room. The show starts in one... That's a weird place to go with that. Are you going to see that movie, by the way, the new? Eventually, probably Redbox it. I mean, I've heard it's like... The first one was good. First one was not says. good. It was good. The it fir- wasn't, though. I mean, it was okay. It had elements that were good. The turtle noses were weird. The, the fact that Splinter learned ninjutsu from a book in the sewer was weird. Uh-huh. Like, I didn't like that it Megan didn't... Fox was... Weird. I don't think Megan Out Fox is good in most of anything. Like Jennifer's no. body was okay, but that was mainly Diablo Cody. Like that, I don't, I don't give you Megan know what Fox she was credit. Really for that. good in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> when she died with the red balloon, yeah, she that was, was her, great. Right? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I want to like Megan Fox, but anyone that's like famous because of Michael Bay, I just can't respect. Like we watched the first Transformers the other day, and it's like, uh, you're not that good. Like when she turns around, like she straps Bumblebee into that thing. And she's like, "I'll drive, you shoot." It's like you suck at this. Like you signed your well, contract with your boobs. <laughs> she did. It surely wasn't with those hammer thumbs. <laughs> Jennifer's body, she, indeed. She can't even grip a pin with those meaty claws. But yeah, I mean, I don't think she's a good April O'Neil. Mm. You know, I like Will Arnett. I like anything Will Arnett does. But I mean, his character's kind of superfluous. Batman. First try. <laughs> That's going to be a good I movie. I usually work in black and gray. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't think the voice acting was done really well. Johnny Knoxville just did not sell Leonardo. I did not like him as Leonardo. I, I did totally not like that. him as Leonardo. And that's the thing. Like, I like Johnny Knoxville in some. Like, The Ringer is pretty funny. His jackass stuff is funny. I like Johnny Knoxville as a, as a personality, as an entity. Right. But as a voice actor, I don't think he sells it because it's always like, oh, that's, Leon, that's Johnny Knoxville reading Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lines. It's just, it wasn't believable to well, me. You know, now, the kid from Shameless, who was Michelangelo, perfect. I thought did great. But you know that um, in the new one, they they were supposed to have Fred Armisen as Krang originally, the brain. I love Fred Armisen. But then he didn't. He had a scheduling conflict, couldn't do it. And you know who they replaced him with? Uh huh. Brad Garrett. Really? Yeah. So how do you go from Fred Armisen to Brad Garrett? Honestly, he's fine as a voice actor. He's got a very <laughs> distinctive voice, but but he's he's got a very Brad Garrett voice. Mm-hmm. Who was the um? Who's the actor that's the bad guy in Matrix? Who's in like who's Megatron? Oh, um, what's his name? Fuck, his name's not fuck. <laughs> Shit, I he should have been. In. I can't think of. His He's name. just the best villain voice That's ever. Gonna fucking bug me. Hold on, Hugh something Looks maybe. Um, hold on. Matrix villain actor. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Uh, hey, it I got was. the first part. Super close. Hugo Weaving. Right. He should have been Krang. I have to stop us right there because, you know, we at the very beginning of our – because we're recording again. Amazing. So we just gave the audience a nice, you know, 10 seconds of silence <laughs> before the episode begins proper. So let's fucking get into it. High fives. High fives. High five. Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't leave me hanging. Before this becomes 
any more of a disaster. Boom! <laughs> because we're talking about disaster movies we are, this week. We are, and not just our podcast. <laughs> no, which is a disaster which so far. Which is clearly a disaster. But no, we're talking about disaster movies. So Top five. I, I love this topic. My wife is a huge fan of disaster movies, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like initi- train wreck. Yeah, I was like, initially, <laughs> I was gonna just list movies that were disasters. It was all Super Mario Brothers, just five. Freddy times. got fingered. Freddy <laughs> got fingered, and Super Mario Brothers just in rotation. <laughs> but then I realized you're talking about movies that were about disasters. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really good, but. Before we get in, mm-hmm. I wanted to let people know, especially if we're recording already, that they mm-hmm. can they can email us fan mail yeah. if they want. Please, you do. know, so at my or five, not even fan mail. No, if they're not fans and they want to email us, that's like fine too. My five at high is the email address. But I wanted to read you one that we got. Oh, and this do. is a real email <laughs> that I we can't got. Wait, yes. and I wanted to read it. Yes, let's um, hear it. The title so is excited. Mm, your dick. Oh, I like where this is going already. So, hello, smart boy, smiley emoji. My husband, capital H, has small penis, and I do not enjoy sex with him, and I am very horny right now. No period. Please keep this secret to yourself. I just made a sexy video for you, but you have promised you will never show him or them or someone to else, okay? Space... Question mark. Please don't write back here because, capital B, I don't want that Peter knows it. I want to see your dick so bad. Please sign in. And she gives us a website for this video. And my nickname is, I won't even say it because this is just for us. Hurry up. Also, nobody is home. Let's make sexy fuck time. Right now? Yeah. Oh, let's fuck this podcast. Can I just say, I I I love our listeners. I really do. And clearly they love us and they want to see our penises. I just love, I saw that come through and it was just like subject line, mm, your dick. <laughs> I was like, yeah, so much. This is perfect. Man. So if anybody else wants to write in with, you know, similar emails asking to see our dicks or, or like really being appetizing for our dicks. Right. Or if they're having issues with their spouse, Peter, or his husband, small penis, not very sexy. Or... Uh, they and they, wanna... if they want to make sex with us, <laughs> they can email us at my five. <laughs> my Sorry, five. At I just five had to read that. No, I think that's that's it's that's a disaster. Perfect. I love our fans. I, I love, really do. I, I mean, love they're, disasters. They're creative and just yeah. great. You so, know who I truly do love though? Oh wait, I think I know. Beardmoney.com. Beardmoney.com. Who's actually legitimately sponsoring our podcast for reasons yeah. I will never. I have understand. no idea. I have no idea. But I love those guys. Their their beard creams are great. Their beard oils are great. Yep. Their shirts are great. You have a hat on right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So if anyone listening to the show does have a beard, and you should, uh, it's a requirement for listening to the show. Is. A beard or a vagina. If not, or then a vagina beard. Tune the fuck out right now. <laughs> right. Go to beardmoney.com. Mm-hmm. If you use high five as your promo code, you'll get 20% off because those guys are awesome. A whole 20% a whole 20. off the entire purchase? Yep. Awesome. Okay, commercial done. Let's talk That's about it. our podcast. Let's do you it. You actually proposed this topic. So I did. I want to I want to hear from you why. Oh man, because I am going to blow your mind with a giant laser beam size uh, amount of destruction with this list because you know what? I love disaster movies. Why? I love disasters and movies. 
Like so we're about to have a disaster with Donald Trump running for president, but that's not what you're talking about. No, that's the documentary that will be filmed <laughs> and will also be classified as a disaster movie. Um, no, no, no. Disaster movies. Disaster movies, and see, this is where things get really interesting. Disaster movies can be little bitty bitty disasters. They can be really ca catastrophic global disasters. Like little bitty bitty disasters. You're talking about someone breaking a coffee mug in their house? Exactly. Disaster. Like Money Pit? Disaster. That's a disaster. <laughs> I didn't put it on my list, but Money Pit's a fucking great disaster it is. movie. Hashtag two weeks. Disaster. <laughs> I don't know how you say how you type it like that. Disaster. <laughs> but do it. <laughs> That's how I want it. But seriously, disaster movies. Disaster movies. I love disaster movies because it's one of those like you can almost turn your brain off in a lot of disaster movie scenarios and just enjoy the spectacle of a disaster movie. It is things getting in a lot of senses blown up. Blown in, <laughs> blown, <laughs> blown on, blown, <laughs> blown, just in general, like our previous email. Yeah. Um, and mm, so, <laughs> so we, uh, this is a, this is a, a type of movie that I think often gets overlooked because it is a popcorn flick. Disaster movies, yeah. nine times out of ten, are popcorn flicks. Now. That's not to say that there aren't some thinking man's disaster flicks, which I have a feeling you and I may I have, have on I have a couple list. on my list, I think, that I think will will qualify that. Now, I'll be honest, a lot of mine aren't just pop, popcorn flicks, ones that me and my wife just like to sit and watch and enjoy. And, um, I mean, they're fun. I mean, honorable mentions, I can go into them if you want. Like some that didn't make the list that were just fun in general. Please do. I The, the ones that didn't quite make the list but I wanted to talk about were Godzilla, the 2014 remake by by Gareth. Oh yeah, I love that. I one. thought that was great. Didn't quite make my list. It, it also, I don't know if it qualifies more of a, as a creature feature or as a disaster, but I I kind of put it in that category of disaster movies because there's a lot of destruction. Sure. There's a lot of disaster, and I really liked it. I loved the bait and switch of Brian Cranston being top billed and then dying in the first like 45 minutes. Totally. Spoiler alert. Sorry everybody. And then um, I just thought he. Gareth did a fantastic job. Now he's really good at at monster movies, because he I did agree. he did that other film. I mean, I'm blanking on the name too. Monster, monster, yeah. <laughs> no, wait, he did those other monster movies. I can't think of the name. You what's, know, quick, what's the number for nine one one? I hate you. This is gonna make me sound so dumb. Uh, but I really liked his version of it. Um, you know, I know there were like production issues and whatever, but I thought it was really good. Um, I my, did too. My other honorable mention is. Uh, pure pulp and pure fun but it's piranha 3d oh with jerry o'connell yeah and his penis getting bitten <laughs> yeah, off by that, piranhas it like floats down in the water yeah, we're talking that. way too much about penises this episode but that one is pure i love how much they just accepted the pulp of what they were doing like they were trying to be oh yeah be movie centric they bought into it they knew what they were and they ran with it for sure I love that. And movie. I loved it. Like, you know, things like Sand Sharks, so like all the sci fi movies, Sharknadoes, which isn't on my list, and all those are so dumb but so pulpy. And they, I love how they uh, accept the pulp. I think it's Asylum Films that makes a bunch of them. Oh, man. I, we they, need to have an episode, or maybe at the end of this episode, we'll just read off some titles of these. Because one day I went down that rabbit hole, and let me tell you, <laughs> some of them, they very cleverly try to pun the names, right. but some, they've just given up completely. Like Santa Paws? Exactly, <laughs> yes. Transmorphers? That's one I can remember off the top of my head. I love I love how close they get to like the movies they're spoofing. They film those things in like 12 days. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, can, okay, but anyway, sorry. So, wait, can Let's, I throw out some honorable oh, mentions of course, before we please move off of that? 
Um, so I'm going to throw out one. Uh, Cabin in the Woods. Not necessarily considered a disaster movie. I wouldn't if that I didn't put that on my list. I didn't even think about that. Here, here's where I went to with it, because this is how fucked up my brain works. I went with there are agencies all over the world. Spoiler fucking alert for this movie <laughs> if you haven't seen it. But there are agencies all over the world trying to prevent a global catastrophe by creating these small moments and having these people battle and sacrifice people, and then the movie fucking ends with the end of the world. <laughs> okay. I, it's a fucking disaster movie. I love that movie. Never even thought about it for this list. But I'm a genius, and that's what you're thinking. Granted. It's okay. I'm glad that you put it on your honorable mentions. Because I, I knew we'll you were going to argue too much with me. We'll talk <laughs> about that when we talk list. about like meta movies. That's fair. That's one of my favorites. So I'm going to throw another one, because uh, all of my honorable mentions are ones that I thought were too questionable <laughs> to be put on the list. <laughs> the Birds. Oh, Hitchcock. Disaster as movie. To, as opposed to horror. Right. It's a natural disaster right. movie. Because... Tons of people getting attacked by birds. That's a Which, disaster. On paper, like the the line pitch for that movie oh, yeah. had to be so done. I was like, hey, I want to make a movie where birds attack everybody. And they're like, and then what happens? Like, no, that's the whole thing. No, that's it. <laughs> like, oh, well, well, first we'll have some Alfred, Alfred we need to talk. <laughs> but it's such a good movie. It is a great movie and one of my favorites. Um, I also threw on there uh, Interstellar for for good measure. Once again, people don't think about it, See, but the whole premise of that movie is because the world has hit a catastrophic moment. Well, and without yeah. these things happening, just like, let's say... Let's uh, say Wally could fall into that category, though. Absolute disaster <laughs> movie. No! And if people listen to our previous week's episode about Pixar, just our, you know, yeah. uh, that other stuff, too, um, then they'll know... Clearly, from our description, Wally is 100% a disaster movie. No. It is the Michael Bay no. and Pixar. <laughs> no, please never mention Michael Bay and Pixar in the same sentence, or oh, I'll have You didn't hear that he's doing a I reboot? will have to punch you in the nuts. He's directing Incredibles 2. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> I would murder him if he did. I hate him. But yeah. the thing is, he's actually on my list. More Samuel L. Jackson's and more explosions. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. So let's get into our list because I want to hear it. You, 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 and I have both mentioned our honorable mentions, and they're pretty good. So break me off a slice of your list. All right. Well, I'll do my five, four, three. Okay. My, my lower tops. Yeah. If you Some will. may say like the underside of, or no, the tip of the iceberg. Right. Ooh, yeah. The yeah. tits of the iceberg. The tits of the iceberg. <laughs> okay. So number five uh -huh. for me actually is a Michael Bay movie. Perfect. But it's Armageddon. Yep. I think Armageddon is kind of one of those quintessential disaster movies. Like, it's end-of-the-world type of thing. It's got a great cast. It's very funny. Steve Buscemi is very funny. Uh, ben Affleck gives a good performance. Bruce Willis gives a good performance. Ben Affleck? Who's that? I know. He's Matt Damon's friend. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You remember. Matt Damon's friend. <laughs> Matt yeah. Damon. Matt Damon. But no, I actually really like Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Not to mention that a great Aerosmith song came out of it, and I use Absolutely. great in air quotes for that. Right. But it, as a disaster movie, I think it kind of encapsulates everything it needs to for that. So the end of the world is coming. You see people all across the world react in different ways, connect in different ways. Uh, Liv Tyler gives a good performance. Right. Have you I know, ever told you that I could just stay awake just to hear you breathing? Uh, you have told me that many times. You sing it <laughs> yeah. to me a lot. I just watch you smile while you're sleeping. <laughs> while hey, you're far away hey, and dreaming. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's number five on my list. You know, again, Michael Bay, who 
I hate. But that movie is well, is clearly good. don't hate it very much. <laughs> Not I like this movie. That's so fair. that's my number five. I like it. I think it's a solid number five. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, number four is Twister. Yeah. By Jean de Bon. Yeah. Whatever. However you say his name. Yeah. Let's I go love with Yawn too. That's one mm, of my. <laughs> de bon. That's one of my my wife's favorite movies. She'll watch it. Any time of the it's week. It's an awesome movie. And then the cow, like what a great. I mean, like, come on. That that movie has a lot of great little touches, like when they go to the farm and there's the coke bottles hanging, or the coke bottles hanging on the the wind chimes, the cow that goes through, and yeah. Sir Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sir is Philip in that Seymour movie. Hoffman is obviously I adore him, so almost anything he's in, I'm gonna like. I mean, you, you know, put, you brought him into the writers' room. I with did. Us. He's here. So with he us is here all the time. All the time. And what he's what Q is talking about is I literally have a framed picture of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Let's be honest. In our writers' room, a, a framed shrine to but Philip. As Seymour anyone Hoffman. who loves movies should, we could do and Light we will candles. do a top five Philip Seymour Hoffman movies because oh, we will his definitely stay tuned for that shit because that will happen. So I love Twister. I think I think that disaster movies it encompasses everything it needs to. It's fun. It's enjoyable. It's got sort of a villain, but really nature is the villain. It's got fucking f. What is it? An F five tornado. No, I'm about to say F, I thought you were gonna say F Scott Fitzgerald, and I was like, no, it's got him in it. That's not who is yeah. in it. Uh, Bill Pullman, I believe. Yeah, no, Paxton. Paxton. Damn those get, bills. I always get them. Confused. I know. Me too. Damn. Slippery Bill. So that's my number four. I like it. I think that's a solid choice too. And then number three, this is the one that I would say is like rises above the pulp of most disaster films. Okay. But The Impossible. Ooh, that by was... by Juan Antonio Bayona. Yeah. Ooh, that's a. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. It you need to, and everyone listening needs to. It's basically about a huge tidal wave that hits a community, and his family gets split up and has to survive together. And it is incredible. Is it impossible? No. It's very, it's very, very possible. possible to love this movie, and I would encourage anyone who's watching to go see it. Um, it's Man, it's just really good, and I wish you had seen it so we can talk about it. But oh wait, 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 I know this movie. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't seen it. But this is this is the Th- it hits Thailand and it has yeah. Ewan McGregor. Yep, I gotcha. Okay, yeah, it is great. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to see a very, I want, I don't want to say highbrow disaster movie, but it is a cinematic. Uh, disaster movie where the special effects are amazing, but it really is just this idea of a family trying to rise above a situation where they have to fight nature. And it's beautiful and it's heart-wrenching and it's sad and it's uplifting. And it's sort of like this perfect disaster film. You know, honestly, if I didn't have ones that I enjoyed more, mm. this would have been way higher on my list, and I can't. I mean, you're selling it me enough. on it. I'm gonna definitely check it out. I this. think you should watch it like this week. I think everyone should watch it this week if you haven't. So, so check it out. That's a pretty solid five through three for so me. So to re- to remind, I know I mm-hmm. went through them kind of fast, but number five, Armageddon. Number four, Twister, and number three, The Impossible. So I, that's my five through three. I dig it. So I, I, you know, you were a big fan of these. You brought this topic up for us. Mm-hmm. So please, if you would, good sir, good Q, sir, I will go through your top. I will five through three. And I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And I'm gonna start with my number five. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> How about that? What a ridiculous. I'm just gonna you. start out with my number five. We my, never do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> 
what a disaster this may turn out to be. <laughs> so, uh, my number five, Cloverfield. Oh, that's good. It is. See, I didn't put that one on my list. I think I'm saving it for a more sci-fi conversation. That's but fair. But it is, it is, it's good. I'll tell you why it made my list. First and foremost, this movie epitomizes for me an event movie, a movie that needs to be seen in the theater. Um, yeah. I think as as much as I want to recommend everybody go check it out on on home video in your nice souped up home theaters. Um, or your laptops in the back of a rusty old Camaro. Or your iPhones that you're borrowing from your friend that you probably won't get or back. Or a stolen Zune. Or projected on the dark side of the moon. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> However you're going to see it. Uh, you should have seen it in the theater. You missed your opportunity. You all suck. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but it was really cool. And it was, it was one of those uh, rare moments where I went and saw it in the theater with a group of friends. And... It was like riding a roller coaster ride at the fair, like is what it felt like. Like everybody kind of got on this ride together and everybody's like, oh, everybody's throwing up just like a roller coaster ride. <laughs> it does sort of Because it's super up. shaky cam. Um, but I dug the fact that it was a disaster movie, a monster movie, if you mm -hmm. will, from a very, very ground level perspective. As but, opposed to normally. Because being, it had to be. Yeah. Instead given of the, being. The right. Style. But. Instead of it being like what has come before, like the Godzillas and the King Kongs and those big monster movies, the kaiju type movies, right. um, everything was, you know, that omniscient perspective. So this one, because of the film style they decided to go with, was that ground level. And I think it provided for a more visceral experience just to see this monster that you kind of caught glimpses in between buildings just destroying Not really till the City. last fourth of the movie no. do you really know. A full glimpse of what it yeah. is. And I think the movie even ends with you not really knowing well, where it came from. And kind I'm, of hinting at. I might be misspeaking, but was it the first found footage monster movie? Yeah, it preceded Monster, which is a movie that you mentioned earlier, um, the Gareth Edwards flick. Right. Which is also a found footage monster flick. In a sense, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it also had that very shaky cam real world right. feel. But that one was like... Cloverfield is legitimate, like, oh, we're filming a party, and it's oh my TJ, god, something's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh my god, something's happening outside. Like, Everybody, let's go. literally found footage presented in a way of like, oh, these are government exactly. files that you aren't supposed to see. It was almost Blair Witch style, but a disaster film version of it. Plus, the nerd in me loved the marketing campaign for that movie when it came it out. It was great. I'll tell you, J.J. Abrams knows how to do that, because he did that with uh, Super 8 as well. Yep. It was very, very ground-level guerrilla marketing tactics. And that one was more of a Steven Spielberg-esque oh, film. He knows so, how to build anticipation, for sure. Because by the time this movie was coming out, I was ready to pop my cork. Like, I was like, let's go fucking see this shit right now, and I'm going to just fucking jizz all over the movie screen. See, that would, that would be more for me... When we talk about <laughs> that would be for you if I like, did that. <laughs> like you know, if we pop my cork, well, we're talking about like monster movies. When we do our monster movie list, all we'll right. probably have a different conversation that's about fair. Cloverfield for me. But, I mean, I, I appreciate it being on your list, but that's more of a monster movie than a disaster for movie. You. For me. All for right. me. For you. But I like that it's on your list. Thank you. So, number four, moving on. Beyond that, Children of Men. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, buddy. See, and it's so weird, though, and I'll let you talk. I'm going to let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kanye. <laughs> but, you know, for me... I didn't even think about that one because in my mind, I classify that one as a, an apocalypse movie, sure. which is an is event, an is event. a disaster. Absolutely. But for whatever reason, I'd, I 
didn't really even think about that, but th- that movie's beautiful. Oh, man. The, the, that one really long tracking shot. I love tracking shots. I'm a huge... Anyone listening... Jay is a huge fan of tracking shots. Just in general. In general. What a lot of people don't know is movie. we record every episode on video of us recording this, and it's just a long tracking shot of just the camera spinning around us Avengers style. Well, I mean, okay, so there's a couple of directors who do it really, really well, and I think Joe Wright is one of them. So he did you know, Pride and Prejudice and a couple right. others. But he, in every single one of his films, he has an amazingly beautiful tracking shot, and I, I, I think that's just, that's just great. Now I'm not going to talk about like pan or anything like that, but Atonement has one, Pride and Prejudice has one, Hannah has one. You know, anything that Joe Wright has really set his mind to, he why, includes. Why are you those. sticking on Joe Wright though? Why? Because he does, we're talking about tracking shots. Oh, okay. Because I was like, but he didn't direct this movie. No, no, no. I'm talking about like directors who use tracking shots. I gotcha. Well, and he always includes well, one. What about uh, uh, The Revenant? Uh, he, oh, uh, Alejandro. Yes, he just he did. Birdman does. had an awesome tracking shot. Birdman was basically a full track. I know right. he edited it together, but it was basically the experience of a single track. Even track. Revenant had some really long, drawn-out sequences that were single-shot kind of takes. That's true. But anyway, okay, back to you. Yes, sorry. Alfonso Cuaron directed Cuaron, Cuaron, sure, Sure. yeah, whatever. The Gravity Guy. Super good movie. (laughs) I love it. I love Clive Owen in this movie. One Um, of his best. Oh, absolutely. Um, I love the whole concept of the whole not being able to procreate anymore, and then this final, which they did terribly in Babylon A.D. starring Vin Diesel. (laughs) Let's not talk about yeah. that. Let's stick to children. <laughs> but this is a great movie, and I consider it a disaster movie because the world is in a state of disaster. I mean, mm-hmm. when this is happening, the world is coming to an end. With, Man, no, with no more children coming, the world will die out. With that description, that I mean, this is a very, what I would consider artistic highbrow disaster movie like 100%. it is made in a way like when you think disaster movies you think more along the lines of the armageddons and sure. things like that but you including it in this i i think is 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 pretty smart thanks you know it would I, that I, happens every once in a while i agree i, I get a I, smart I would answer lean more towards it being an apocalypse movie or a so so far you've <laughs> I've naysayed both <laughs> of the movies on you my list. You complimented my list, and I'm shitting on yours. All right, that's fine. Um, Not in a mean way, though, but just in a I disagree completely with everything you stand for way. Perfect. I think that's wonderful. So moving on on that note to my number three. My number three. Ready for this one? Maybe you'll consider it's a this disaster. a disaster. Yeah. The Mist. Yeah. Is that a disaster, a disaster for movie. you? That's, All right. Uh, actually, it's a monster movie, but. All right. You cont- know what? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's a horror movie. I'm going to look up. We're going to Google this. I guarantee all these are considered disaster movies. Well, yeah, but people consider a lot of things stupid on the internet. Like your list. (laughs) (laughs) But keep going. I love The Mist, but I'm a huge fan of Stephen King. So anything that he writes or produces or is behind, I'm going to like in some way. Even like Maximum Overdrive, like the shitty ones. I mean, The Mist for me was something awesome. I especially suggest anybody who's going to watch it, Watch the black and white version that mm-hmm. Frank Darabont put out on the DVD, on the special edition yes. DVD. Um, it adds a different level and tone to the movie in general. The movie is most definitely a kind of throwback to 
B-movie, um, it came from outer space kind of feels where right. everything's very claustrophobic in a single location and then all these kind of things keep happening to a group as they kind of get picked off one by one. But it ends with, outside of the road, one of the most bleak endings oh my God. on cinema. And I, to be perfectly honest, was shocked that Hollywood allowed this ending to be put out in this movie. I will and we won't spoil it because I want people to go watch yeah. it, but you're right. Like the ending of that movie is so hard to accept. It it changed the entire tone of the movie that preceded it. it because did. you're watching this movie with one idea and you're like, "Oh, this is crazy and these things are happening to these people." And then this event happens at the very end of the movie that you're just like Oh, fuck! Like, <laughs> what? Like, Come on! All right. And what? so, so yeah. So definitely, I consider this it a disaster. disaster. <laughs> this is an absolute disaster. So I consider it a disaster. So those are my five through three, uh, which Jay has so graciously null and voided the <laughs> but, entire list. But, but read them again, just okay. so other people can disagree. Number with you. five, Cloverfield. Number four, Children of Men. And number three, The Mist. The mist. the mist. So let's break for sponsors. I um, think we've gabbed our second long sponsors. Enough. Our second favorite sponsors. Um, so let's break for them, and then we'll come back, and you can tell me how the rest of my list is wrong. <laughs> yeah, we can hear the rest of your sucky, sucky shorts. But you know, if if people want to skip these next sponsors and first go to beardmoney.com to check out our first and there are real sponsor. sponsor. Our re well, there are favorite real sponsors. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, They're all real. Yeah, I mean, to us. The real so, <laughs> all right. Um, so go check them out. Beardmoney.com, promo code high five. And now on to second sponsor. Second favorite, whatever. Hi, and welcome back to WHIGH. Life problems or questions on today's episode of Questions with Bane. We're taking a call or a letter, doesn't matter. <laughs> but we're taking it from Chuck B from Middle Tennessee. Chuck B writes in Dear Bane, I wanted to know. People complain that my child handles. <laughs> screens such as <laughs> laptops, iPads, and other such devices too much. What do you think a limit on a child's interaction with quote-unquote screen should be? Well, Chuck B, I think you're probably wondering why would a child want a screen before throwing him out of a plane? I would say it's all about control. And can you tell me, do you feel in control? When a child has too much time on a screen, he's not spending time with himself. He's more spending time in the darkness. And a child that merely adopts the darkness does not born into the darkness. You, as the child's parent, need to be his liberator. So let me say this, Chuck B, take back your child. Take him 
to Chuck E. Cheese or something fun that he likes to do. And then he will love you and not just the screen you're giving him. So Chuck B, that is my advice to you. Liberate your child from that screen. About 15 minutes a day is probably a good limit. And that was today's Questions with Bane. Thank you for tuning in to WHIGH, your number one source for questions and answers. Be good to each other. I love The Shining. I love what Kubrick did. But I almost have to think of Kubrick's Shining and Stephen King's book as separate entities. So, I mean, The Mist, great movie. Oh, yeah. The and Mist. you would definitely consider it. No, a I would consider movie. it a good film. I would consider it a good monster movie, a good horror film. I, but I, I just think anything that Stephen just, King writes that I, I think Frank Darabont should. I need you to say it's a great I'm not going to say it because more than likely you're recording and you're tricking I'm me. I'm definitely recording yeah. right now and See, I want you I'm to say it. I'm glad that I am not going to say it. I think it's a great film. I don't know if it would be a disaster film. But anyway, it's on your list. I respect that it's on your list All and right. that's good enough for me. All right. That's fine. If anybody out there wants to prove Jay wrong, please use my five at highfivepodcast.com. <laughs> tell him why he's wrong. Send him the links to those Wikipedia pages, folks. I know they're out or there. Or just tell us how much you want our dicks. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, spousely problems we with We got Peter. like three Whatever. of those spam emails, really. That's pretty good. They're not spam. They're impassioned fans. And they're for the same person. <laughs> and the emails are pretty much exactly the same except for the title. One is just, I want your dick. And and that's, that's it. the subject yeah. line of the, of the uh, email. I fucking love it. All right, so, are we so back now we're in back. Literally? Yep, we're back Great. from our sponsors. We are right into the meat and potatoes once the again. Top two. Yeah, top two. Top two, top two, top two. Top I sing too two. much. Top two. Two. I make a toot. Little toot toot. Little toot toot. Little toot toot. Do you want me to start? I do. Okay. Or unless you just want to keep singing for the rest of the fucking episode. No. <laughs> we'll do that on our musical episode. All right, that's fine. Um, okay, so we did my five through three. Um, my my top two are ones that I don't know if people would consider them good movies, but they are some of my favorite movies when it comes to disasters. Okay. Number two is Mars Attacks by Tim Burton. I love Jack Black in it. I love... Everybody in that movie. I, I love think that it's movie. hysterical. I think it's amazingly adapted. It's a super fun film. It's definitely a global catastrophe. Oh yeah, for if sure. If you're thinking about that, and then just the idea. I mean, I know it was adapted from from a graphic novel series and a comic book series, but the way that Tim Burton did it, you know, anytime aliens come down, there's always a big threat. Either they're immediately threatening, yeah. or they're it seems like they're threatening, but they're not threatening, and we can communicate with them with music right. and sign language or whatever. But this one, they like come down, they're like, and they like trick us, yeah. and then they just blow everything to hell. And I will always have emblazoned in my memory an image of Sarah Jessica Parker's head on a chihuahua. <laughs> it's so good. Forever. And then, oh, who's the actor that plays like five different characters? Is it Dennis Hopper? Or he no, uh, the fucking Jack Nicholson. Yeah, he plays like five different yeah. characters. It's so funny. He's like funny. the president and then like some like Las Vegas yeah, cowboy yeah. billionaire. It's so funny and so good and it's definitely a worldwide disaster. For sure. 
So that one, for me, I can watch it any day of the week. I love that movie, and especially the fact that Mars Attacks has the exclamation point in the title. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, and I will say, great. damn it, that was... I, I am hard-pressed to say that is leaning towards the end of towards the end of Tim Burton's really good run. Man, like his movies. golden age of yes. films. I mean, like when you look at his early work, like Edward Scissorhands and, and all those other ones, I mean, it, Mars Attack sort of wraps that end. And then he started doing the Charlie and the Chocolate Factories right. and the ones that just weren't that good. Right. And it's very sad because Tim Burton has an amazing vision, amazing oh, style. A very unique visual voice but like sure. Alice in Wonderland Charlie and Chocolate Noob. Factory Noob. just Noob. I'm sorry I mean I love Tim Burton I hope he's not listening and hates me but you gotta go back to what you did yeah. I mean Frank and Weenie is great yep so Frank like and Weenie is good Todd Sweeney Todd is okay it's fine but those early ones Big Fish yes Big, Big Fish, Fish is one of the best movies good. ever I agree Big Fish is one of the best movies ever I'm glad you said that. But anyway, okay. So Mars Attacks, Tim Burton, number Solid two. Solid number two. My number one, you might be able to guess it, just the fact that I haven't mentioned it already. I have a feeling I can. Do you want to try? Uh, no. Okay, good. It's Independence Day. That's pretty solid. Yeah. That's what I was going to guess. Roland Emmerich. I mean, Roland Emmerich is a master of disaster. <laughs> He's a master of disastrous movies. Yeah, but like, I mean, Day After Tomorrow and... Great cinema. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> Brilliant. Shut up. Independence Day is great. Yep. Independence Day is so much fun. They've got the sequel coming out that's probably going to be horrific. No, I'll no, be no, no, no. I'm, gonna, I'm in the other team. I think it's going to be awesome. What makes it's, you think it's going to be awesome? It's fucking Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yeah, but like Will Smith isn't there. Well, that's probably going to be a good thing. Yeah, I don't care. I'm fine without Will it, Smith okay. in it. Did you see Men in Black 3? Will Smith does not make a movie better. <laughs> Did you see Men in MIB 23, though? Not yet, but not I yet, will. But we will. <laughs> but yeah, I love, I mean, Independence Day is a fun, just such a fun movie. When you think of disaster movies, when you think of alien movies, it's sort of is the one that people think of first. I mean, what other movie besides like White and like White House Down and some of those stupid yeah. ones that like the the White House gets blown up. Not just the White House, every, every landmark <laughs> across the globe just destroyed. <laughs> just, and I love the the production value of the film like how they filmed it. Oh, yeah. You know, I love watching the behind the scenes film where they they built the whole set and then turned it up on its side so fire would go up the street exactly. because of physics and all that good stuff. But the, the movie science. is so fun just to watch how everything gets pulled together. Um, you know, uh, maybe from Arrested Development is in it, like yeah. an early, early maybe, which I love in general. But that one to me is like what Roland Emmerich movies should always be. They should be that level of fun, that level of heart. And then... Uh, Randy, what's his face? Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid gives a the outside of Quaid. the National Lampoon's movies gives right. his best performance. He's like, I'm back, and sacrifices himself for his family and Spoiler blows up alert. the whole thing. Oh come on! If people haven't seen Independence Jesus. Day by this point, they can go suck a donkey anus, or they can see our penises. <laughs> yeah, mm, your dick. <laughs> but our yeah, dicks. so number one for me is Independence Day. I think that it is the quintessential disaster movie that just has that perfect balance of of heart, 
humor, action, special effects, things that, I mean, we got to think about when that movie came out. You, we never really seen anything like no. that. No, and definitely. then especially for the, I mean, the alien is horrifying yeah. in that room with the smoke and when it becomes oh, alive. When and, it pushes Data up against the uh, fucking window there and he's like, you know. Who goes, Red Rose Nephew's yeah. talking. They're like using him like a puppet. That, yeah, that movie just to me, it's number one on my list because I think it epitomizes what a disaster movie should be. It has that level of pulp. It has that level of fun. People die that you don't want to die. People yep. survive that you think should survive. They smoke cigars and make quips about aliens. Welcome to Earth, bitch. <laughs> Punch in the face. So that's it. So that's that's my number one. Um, and then so roll through your list. Give me a recap. Number five, Armageddon. Number four, Twister. Amanda, you're welcome. Number three, The Impossible. Everybody go watch it. Number two, Mars Attacks. Watch it twice. And number one, Independence Day. Watch it again because everyone's seen it. Right, on Independence Day. On Independence Day. I think that's a pretty solid list. I'm not going to disagree with you. It's a solid list. And a solid list. The National Institute of Science and Technology. Yes, that's a solid list. So I think it's pretty good. I'm going to I'm going to combat it with my top 2. Okay. All right, here we go. You ready okay. to I, just destroy these as well? I think I am. All right. My number 2 is 28 Days Later. I'm not going to disagree. I love that movie. It's a fucking awesome movie. I and would consider it a vampire it movie a, though. Or it zombie is movie. It's a, a global epidemic. It is. It's a zombie movie though. It's a fucking disaster movie. <laughs> just, so then that would be like Mars Attacks is a fucking I alien. Know, I movie. know, I know. I'm just busting your balls on this and that's a great choice and I, that's a fantastic movie. I mean, have Cillian you Murphy? seen my dicks? <laughs> I've seen Cillian Murphy's dick. <laughs> have you? I did too. Because of that movie. He definitely doesn't hide it. I saw that movie twice in the theater actually because the For first. For Cillian Murphy's dick. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Whoa! I gotta go see this again. Rated R. No, but that movie is really good. That movie. I'll let you talk about it uh, after I say this one thing. But that movie. I'll let you finish. Conjay. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag Conjay. (laughs) Oh man. Okay, I'm just gonna shut up. Talk about that movie because it's great. All right. So yes, Danny Boyle, awesome director. Love, love, love him. Love this movie. It definitely put a spin on the zombie movie like you're talking about with the say. rage. Instead of having just full-on zombies, you had people who were fast and that was about to say, zombies. That's one of the things that stood out to that movie for me is before Zack Snyder got a hold of zombie films, before you know some of the Walking Dead stuff, and right. I know there's shufflers in that too, but that one really solidified this like, oh shit, they could be fast. Like, like they're this fast is a zombies. Threat. Like, yeah. They will murder the fuck out of you. Yeah. They're like cheetahs, but with diseases. <laughs> right. Disease cheetahs. They're disease cheetahs. D- diseases. Diseases. <laughs> no, that no, don't work. No, no, no. But anyway. But, um, seriously, 28 Days Later, awesome movie. I even liked its sequel, 28 Weeks Later. I don't think I saw that one. It was it was really yeah. good. Robert Carlyle's in it. Okay. It's a good flick. Um, but yeah, 28 Days Later, awesome movie. I love the uh, that it's on a global scale, mm. but it has this super isolated feel. To it the does. Whole movie. I was going to bring that up because they go to that high rise and they're just kind of trapped. There. Right, and it's it's super intense. Like it it once again, kind of like the reason that Cloverfield was on my list. It adds or it provides a perspective of something that you don't normally see. Normally on like these World War Z type. Zombie movies. I'm glad that wasn't on your list. Everything is global. Everything's shown in these wide, sweeping shots. With terrible CGI and Brad Pitt. Right. And that had fast-moving zombies, too. Mm -hmm. But 
In this, everything felt super claustrophobic. So it was focused, hyper-focused on a group of survivors surviving this epidemic of rage virus that right. was just turning everybody into these just crazy killing machines. Um, and that was super scary to me. It was one that I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> like at first I was like, I will kill a zombie. I will, sh I will fucking punch it in the face like the zombie will not kill me. But after watching this movie, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I need to find friends that are bigger than me and with lead-lined houses so mm -hmm. that I can fucking just hide inside their house. And there was this, I remember there was a scene in that movie, like, when they're running through, well, they're searching through some houses for some supplies. Yep. And the, the runner, the rager, comes through the window and it literally made me, like, scream out loud in the theater. It was horrifying. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie is pretty horrifying. The ending is pretty crazy, too. I mean, the, the whole movie is just really solid. So <clears throat> that's why it earned a spot on my number two. Disaster flick on a global scale. I don't give a fuck what you say. <laughs> it totally classifies as a disaster movie. And Valid. that brings me to my number one, which, god damn it, if you disagree with this one, I'm going to fucking punch you in the face. It is fucking Independence yeah! Day. Yeah! <laughs> I was about to say, are we going to not agree on a single no. one for this of list? But of course, will. number one. Of course we have to. Independence Day is exactly like you said. It is the epitome of an example of a popcorn flick brainless disaster movie at its finest. Yeah. I mean, it gives you everything. It's got comedy. It's got crazy action set pieces. It's got quippy one-liners. Like I said, welcome to Earth, bitch. <laughs> I mean, it's it got... punches right yeah, in the face. right in the fucking face. And then lights a cigar <laughs> and just, like, chills on the spaceship. Like, fuck this motherfucker. It is awesome. And it's one of those that gets you excited. I remember leaving the theater after seeing that movie and being like, I want to fucking pick a fight with an alien. Like, I don't care. They can show up right now. We're fucking America, okay? America! Like, it was, it was fucking But bananas. not even just America. Yeah. The whole world comes together yeah. for that one. That was a fun one to watch At that, that moment, if Trump would have been running for president, it would have been like, we're going to build a space wall. I would have been like, fuck yeah! Fuck yeah, space wall! Fucking America! Fuck them aliens! Space wall! <laughs> we're going to use the third layer of the ozone and just make Mexico pay right, right. to build it with cinder blocks. Hashtag, hashtag, hashtag under the dome. <laughs> Space wall. So, we, uh, so yeah, Independence Day, awesome. And I will say to, to kind of add in to what you were saying earlier about the special effects, there used to be this show on, I want to say Discovery Channel when I was growing up, called Mo uh, Movie Magic, mm -hmm. I think yeah. is what it was called. Yeah. And each episode focused on a different Hollywood blockbuster, and it took you behind the scenes, and the whole episode was based on watching special effects I loved that and how show. they were made. I love that show. And they had an episode on Independence Day, yeah. and that's where I got a lot of the information that you're talking about. And they took them behind the scenes, and they showed you the, the miniature sets that they built <laughs> and the pyrotechnics. Which were amazingly elaborate. They were fantastic. And I will tell you something, something. I bet I'm Rick gonna, Prince would love those sets. Rick Prince would love those because Rick Prince is the motherfucking practical, practical effects, effects guru. Guru. Master. The and, wizard. And a good friend of High Five the Podcast. We love him. We do. One love of our him. favorites. Hashtag Loire Sci-Fi put it on. Yeah, it's coming out. His, his movie needs to be on there yeah. so we can all watch it. That trailer is amazing. It is amazing. But anyway, okay. So yes. Back to Independence So back to this movie. Um, and I'm going to tell you what. I watched this flick today. Before we did the recording, nice. just to rewatch it again because it's my number one and I it's, want to yeah. be well versed on it. And I'll tell you what, surprisingly, for the time period it came out, the these effects hold up. Now is that a Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton? That is a Bill Pullman. Okay, good. Yes. That's what I thought. That is that is the dad from Casper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's not talk about Casper. <laughs> let's let's have that on our top five ghost movies. Uh, yeah. 
So let's or not or not. <laughs> so uh, let's not have that on top of anything. So he, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot. Oh, special effects—they hold up. They look great. And as I'm watching it, I was like, you know what? This looks better than half of the Roland Emmerich shit that he's putting out now <laughs> using know. all the CG effects. I was like, they need to go back to all these blowing up miniatures. Like this shit looks fucking awesome. Did he do San Andreas? I don't if know. he didn't, he should have. He should have. That feels like a role in it, Emmerich. It movie. feels. It's a very Emmerichy film. You know, I know that he did like 2012 with John Cusack. Um, he did Day After Tomorrow with Gillian Hole, um, <laughs> which I mean, those are fun movies. Those those take the pulp aspect yeah. and not like the quality aspect. Like he basically recreated just the pulp factor for those disaster films. But what I think one of the things that I do love about Independence Day and I'll tell you a story about my childhood is when I was in high school we had a speech class mm-hmm. and we had to give as one of our assignments a monologue and I gave the monologue from Bill Pullman at the end when oh. he was like, this is our Independence Day. We will Day. not go quietly not into, into the, the night. night. We will not go quietly into the night. That was my, and I got an A on that assignment. I fucking love that, and yeah. I think you should. But that was, I, you know, it's asshole. one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am an asshole. But it was one of those monologues that it was pure pulp, pure fun, but it, there's no way you can listen to that performance and watch that scene without getting pumped up. Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's impossible. And anyone who listens is like, no, that's just super cheese. You can go fuck yourself because that movie and nope. that scene, no matter what you say about it, the music choice, the scenery, Bill Pullman's performance, and the dialogue mix perfectly into like this – Friday Night Lights-esque yeah. monologue. Got, I told you, I left the theater wanting to fucking fight yeah. an alien. I was like, bring on the invasion. Build I, that fucking space wall. I'm going to shove my plane so far up your astro crank that it's just going to explode your whole ship. For a second, I was like, astro crag? Hashtag the splat. Have you been watching? <laughs> I always watch that. I love guts. Yeah, global guts. Guts. Mark O'Malley. Mike O'Malley. <laughs> but I will tell you, that's one of the things that sold me on Independence Day Resurgence on the new trailer mm-hmm. is they they have an awesome scene where they're playing that speech back yeah. over it again. And then it goes, <laughs> and it got me way hyped all over. I was like, fuck yes. I did like in the trailer for that one where right before he says Independence Day, it like cuts out. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a recording of it. Now I'm going to, you know, it looks like the trailer and I, I don't know anything about it, but it does look like Bill Pullman dies pretty early in that film. Well, I don't know if you saw, but in the trailer to show he pulls the fucking data from Next Generation and it looks like he's the one being puppeted up against the glass in the smoke. It does. The, for th- for that, I will say, I was kind of like, come on. They do bring data back for let's it somehow. Not, I don't know how they're going to do that. I don't know either. But, but they do. He's I in was it. like, let's not repeat scenes. Yeah. You know, that's a little too the same. Like, hey, <laughs> remember that really good joke that we told? Here it is again. One of the things that I don't like about sequels and I think disaster movies fall into this more than anything else is when there's a sequel it feels like they just make the same movie again, but bigger. Yeah. And I don't like that. I don't want that. You know, we probably should have mentioned movies like The Core or some of those that were actually very, very good and underrated. Yep. But I didn't mention those, but I'm mentioning it now. But, you know, (laughs) these sequels, they're just like, oh, it's the same exact thing, but it's just bigger this time. Yeah. I don't like that. And that's my fear with Resurgence, is that it's going to be the same movie, but bigger. On a total side note, I have to say, with you mentioning the core, that re- that reminds me, 
this was also during these like 90 early ni- or late 90s early 90s uh, disaster movies there was a lot of like same movies coming out at the same time earthquake volcano core uh, Dante's Peak Dante's Peak Deep Impact Deep Armageddon, Impact, Armageddon. <laughs> they d- always would do the double takes right and I don't know if it was on purpose or an accident because the asylum wasn't around then they couldn't just spin no. them out in 18 days this was like it two was competing <laughs> studios like oh you got a fucking asteroid movie I got a fucking asteroid <laughs> got, movie you got an asteroid movie I got one too you, you got a fucking center of the earth movie I got a fucking center of the earth your president's a female ours is Morgan <laughs> Yeah, ours is black. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag my president. My president. <laughs> That's my president, Morgan Freeman. Now, Deep Impact is a good movie, but it it gets overshadowed by Armageddon. I feel like. I agree. I liked Deep Impact. I thought. I mean, it was Elijah, Wood, Elijah Wood, Morgan Freeman. It's mm-hmm. a good film, but it it's again, it's almost the same movie again. It is. But again, like volcano, but earthquake. with a hundred percent less Aerosmith. Which again. Yeah. Who's going to knock it right out of my top five? Right, exactly. Fuck that. So, so yeah, so that's it. That's our list. Yep. So I'm going to roll back through my list uh, just for a little refresher course for everybody. Uh, you don't even remember your list, do you? Nope, I don't. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it off the top of my head here. Here okay. we go. I got Cloverfield at yep. number five. I got number two. I have... Nope, number four. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you went from number five I to already, two. I already fucked up. Okay, so number five was Cloverfield. Yep. Number four was City of Men, Children of Men. Ch- no. Uh, or was ch- that three? No, oh, fuck. It was something know. bad and then something bad, and then you had your two and one that were good. I fucked up my list, man. Save me. Vamp for a minute while I <laughs> pull my list back up. Well, my yeah. list was Armageddon, Twister, The Impossible, Mars Attacks, and Independence Day. So it was great. You're just fucking your reading list, your list twice, you I know. asshole. Your list was Cloverfield, think Children, Children of, of Men, Men, something, and then your two and one. Uh, my, I know my two and one. My two and one were 28 Days Later and, and Independence, Independence Day. Day. So it's number three that you can't remember. Yeah. Uh, nope. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> this sucks. I'm Let's go to commercials. Sorry, guys. Commercials. Fuck, man. I gotta get some shit, man. Have you been to the, the Meek Week and Tweaked Humble Meth Dispensaries? You know, man, I went there and they were like so nice. Like, you wouldn't even know they were meth dealers. It was, it was great, but the thing about it, their prices were good, and 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 if you use the promo code TWEAKED, you get like 15% off your meth. Holy fuck! I mean, I can't even imagine. I'm a fix like crazy like seriously I am fucking like itching my skin off right now so bad like literally I have chunks of skin in my hand do you see this chunks of skin in my hand but when you, when you go to meek weak and tweet humble meth dealers super nice I mean what kind of meth do they have do they have like like, like fucking good shit like no 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 okay, shit. They've, they've got they've got guardians of the galaxy balls and they've got they've got they've got breaking snad and they've also got Justice speak. What about fucking the abyss? Yeah, definitely. Oh, Most definitely. Shit. But the thing Fuck. is, they're super nice about it. Super humble, super nice, super great, super nice, super, super great, friendly. super nice, super great, super friendly, super nice, super great, super great friendly, super right. I got a fart. Let's go get meth.
Good evening. When the rapture comes, are you going to be ready? They say that the rapture's going to come like a thief in the night. But I can tell you from personal experience, it's going to come with a bright light. So make sure that you have HPF 47 rapture cream from Johnson & Johnson. Listen to this one testimonial. I tell all of the people in my congregation, you better get yourself some rapture cream because when that Lord comes down and things are a rapture and you want to make sure that you're smoothed up for the transition. Hallelujah. Worship all the Lord and all of his magnificent beings in the wonderful rapture cream that you shall slather upon your body because that is what the Bible may or may not tell you to do. In Revelations 37 verse 82 it says and thou Lord shalt smite thy sun-stroked skin with crackles of 80 year old Florida women but not with rapture cream HPF 47 heaven protection formula 47 rapture cream not only will demons bounce off you but heaven's glorious light won't be able to touch you again Brought to you by Johnson & Johnson, a devil company. couldn't even remember it like my list was right in front of me the whole time i knew it everyone's gonna agree with me and i'm just gonna keep talking until you remember your stupid yeah. list because i keep it up oh and you hit that x and you're like oh i'm gonna hit the x I've, gonna... I've got it pulled up i'm just recording you being a pompous dickhole <laughs> so that the rest you of don't everyone have can to... hear <laughs> in between uh, our fucking commercial sets how you just fucking berate me in, but we're like best friends though, so it's okay yeah we are only because you tell me we have to. <laughs> but no, I, uh, so I got my list pulled up. Here we go. The list. Number five, Cloverfield. Number four, Children of Men. So you were right. Number three, <laughs> The Mist. Which I told you after we went right. to commercial. Exactly. Number two, 28 Days Later. And number one, Independence Day. I like like 30% of your list. So now that the world is angry at you and loves me, <laughs> and they've all written in to my five at high5thepodcast.com just to see your dick. <laughs> Mm, Why don't dick. you tell us about our game time today? Because it is game time. It sir. is on right now for game this time. This is where we rekindle our friendship through it playing is. lovely games. It is. Well, I'm going to go back to a game that we've played before mm -hmm. because I really like it, but it's going to be the pitch. All right. So we're going to pitch a film for a different genre. Okay. And I actually think it would be fun if we take one of the movies from our lists and you have to pitch it to me. I have to pitch one of my movies to you, okay. and you have to pitch one of your movies oh, so to me. So this is like p the pitch 2.0. It is. It is. Okay. I've, I've evolved the pitch. Okay. I call this the pitch bitch. All right. The, the pitch, pitch bitch. The pitch bitch pitch. Switch pitch 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 pitch. I want to be honest. That's too long for a segment. <laughs> we can't use that's that the as title. Whole, the fit. whole segment is just me saying words that rhyme with pitch. <laughs> Snitch. The pitch, bitch, snitch, mitch, mitch, critch, rich, Witch. rich. Ditch. Ditch. <laughs> Flitch? <coughs> All right, so I'm cool with that. So, so do you I, – I, I'm going to – can I add to the game? All right, how about you pick a title from my list 
and I'll pick a title from your list. That's exactly what but I it, want us to but do. But it can't. Well, fine. Because but it can't be the so same one. Much <laughs> but it can't be Independence Day. No, of course, because we, because both, we had both had that had one, that. and that one's too much fun. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pick a movie from your list and give you a genre, okay. and you have to pitch it to me in that genre. Okay. And then you're gonna do the same for me. But since I since I came up with the idea okay. uh, with your help, uh, we're gonna do it this way. <laughs> okay. So I want you. To do 28 Days Later uh-huh. as a rom-com. All right. And are you going to use your giant stopwatch? <laughs> yeah, I always have right, my giant please stopwatch. Please pull up your giant stopwatch. I'm going to Google yeah, how giant long are you gonna give me? stopwatch. You get 30 seconds. 30 seconds to repitch it the best I can as, as a rom-com. rom-com. All right. Hold on. i got to pull up my giant. I Google searched giant stopwatch, but I misspelled giant. It just oh, said Gent. Oh, it seems somebody wasn't ready to play the game because they didn't have their stopwatch pulled But up. it just said Gent stopwatch because I misspelled giant. <laughs> Out of curiosity, what did it pull up? Not good things. <laughs> okay. It's like Gimp stopwatch. It's like a stopwatch with a leather mask on it. In a box that I Bruce Willis that. kills. Yeah, I like that very much. Okay. So, uh, are you ready to pitch yep. 28 Days Later as, as a, a rom-com? rom-com? Yep. You have 30 seconds Kay. to embarrass yourself starting now. All right. So, Cillian Murphy, all right, cast in this movie, has a head injury, wakes up in the hospital. The nurse is there. The nurse has the rage virus. But you know what? Cillian Murphy looks past that because it's not about what's on the outside, which is a crazy death monger machine. It's actually what's about on the inside, which is like organs and blood and stuff. But beyond that, it's actually her feelings. And that's what he cares about. So these two people come together to give each other the virus, and they live happily ever after murdering people for the rest of their (laughs) lives. (laughs) Boom. Pitch, bitch. Pitch, bitch. I love that and hate that at the same time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, good. That's, that is a quality love, elevator pitch. <laughs> I love, I love that you went with the nurse having the virus, but they fall in love anyway. It's like it's like uh, a walk to remember, but with zombies. <laughs> no, she's a like dying. She's like dying of rage virus, but it's okay because they love each other. <laughs> All right, kid. I'm glad. I'm glad you approved. That was so amazing. well done. All right, so you ready for yours? Yeah, I have All to right. do mine. All right, cue up your your giant. It's it's, gimp, it's already your gimp stopwatch. <laughs> My gimp stopwatch. All right, so yours is going to be Armageddon. Okay. Pitched as a slasher horror film. <laughs> okay. Uh, high five, four, three, two, two one. one, go. So there's this group of miners. And they're working together, and they find themselves in a summer camp. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, this angry, angry asteroid starts picking them off one <laughs> by one. Now, the thing about these miners is that they're all trying to fuck Liv Tyler. But this asteroid is really angry because the asteroid's mom used to work for the park, and he's killing them off one by one, and they all die. And that is the Bitch, 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 bitch. That's pretty solid. I'm, I'm going to ask. The, I was very confused at this sentient asteroid. Is it like on the ground with legs or is it from space, like shooting off chunks of itself to take out people? It's, it's from space shooting uh, ejaculate chunks of space death 
down on these uh, miners, these oil farmers mm-hmm. who are having sex with Liv Tyler for no reason whatsoever. Um, but they're mad, it's mad because it's Space Mom. It's sort of like Jaws 4. All right. Yeah, perfect. That <laughs> is exactly that what way. I was thinking as it's, you were saying it. It's an inanimate animal space asteroid that for whatever reason is butthurt about its family. So it's the asteroid from Armageddon 1. That was his mom. And Got he's it. now mad. Got so it. he's killing. Sounds like a Friday the Thirteenth kind of situation. Yeah, where the it's killer you know, was the mom and the asteroid first one. meets Jason. Gotcha, perfect. If you I love will, it. asteroid versus Jason I think it's versus great. Predator. I think we should pitch this as a double feature. I would watch I think, it. I think it's every day awesome. of the week. So I would say also our fans can take to Twitter at high the number five the podcast i have to say you won that game mine was really oh bad. no i was gonna say i want people to <laughs> let us know let us know which movie you'd want to go see 28 days later the rom-com or, or Armaged- <laughs> armageddon the fucking slasher horror movie armageddon get you <laughs> <laughs> uh, armageddon inside your guts armageddon yeah. <laughs> so, armageddon colon the revenge i love it Oh, man, that's so good. So, so, yeah, take to Twitter and tell us which one you'd like better. Yeah. Who should win this game? Yeah. Q I, or J? I love it. Our fans love it. You love it. I know you love it. This episode is a disaster. You may have. But, uh, yeah, so that was it. I think it was a good one. You hated my list. I adored yours. Your list was a disaster, which is the perfect type of list for a disaster movie list. So exactly. I think you probably had the better list, even though mine was better. Wait a minute. That seems like you're doing some circle talking there. <laughs> hey, I'm a politician. You've what can confused I say? me. Build that space wall. <laughs> space wall. <laughs> but yeah, so that's um, the end of the episode, man. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, I think. Yeah, I'm kind of. I'm kind of out. I'm gonna go make another Moscow Mule, and uh, I think that's. I mean, if people do want to reach out, always the website highfive.com, uh, highfivethepodcast.com. Or Facebook, facebook.com slash high5thepodcast. Yep, or they can find us on the in- the gram of Insta, also known as the Instagram, <laughs> for those who would like to be less confused, uh, at high5thepodcast, and then uh, on the tweeter, at high5thepodcast. That's it. So yeah. contact us. Oh, and, and make sure you send your dick request to my five at yeah, high5thepodcast. Please, uh, or if you have, or if you happen to be an African prince who is gonna invest many much monies to but us, also which is needs us to send us. monies to them, yeah, to get um, them out of the country. I did first. get a request for many much monies. Did you give mm-hmm. them many much monies? No. Okay. Good. No, because <laughs> our sponsors, our sponsorships come from beardmoney.com. Exactly. And I'm not gonna tank their reputation exactly. with giving many much monies to an African prince. Yeah. Their many much monies should go to us, to us and giving that 20% discount to people who use their website with the promo code high five. That's right. So go do it, people. Get the fuck out of here. The episode's over. End of episode. We're going to go watch Independence Day again. An asteroid is coming towards the Earth. Go seek shelter. With mommy issues. Goodbye. That's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here. Psst. Hey, you. You made it to the end of the podcast. And guess what? There's a little something at the end of the credits. And for those of you that didn't make it, go five yourself.
People are like, is that from Breaking Bad? Or like, they'll be like, where is that chicken place? And I'm like, no, no, it's a I, thing from Breaking I thought Breaking you were going to be Bad. like, I get compliments on this t-shirt because they're like, oh, you have the same t-shirt as, 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 as Q. As Q. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the and weirdest thing. like, hey, I saw someone with that t-shirt that they obviously bought at Target. Do you do you know Q? And I'd be like, yeah, I have a podcast with them. And then they'd be like, hey, well, cool, nice t-shirt. <laughs> Los Pollos Hermanos. Hey, we, that would make us, we are the chicken brothers. We are the, I mean, I like chicken and am a chicken in like violent situations. I hate confrontation. See, you're into chicken, but I'm like okay with chicken. Chicken's all right. It's like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a beef kind of guy. Really? Where, where's the beef? <laughs> you, you like will. beef in your mouth more than chicken? Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Get that chickies. I'm all, I'm all about that, that <laughs> tube steak. That tube, <laughs> that meaty, meaty sausage. Meaty, meaty sausage steak. So no, I like chicken. Chicken's chicken's good. It's light and fluffy. It's the other other white meat. <laughs> Is that right? That was a weird like. <laughs> that was a weird way to get. No, no, no. The like the pork the pork commercials were like the other white meat was sort of. I guess it's smart because people think of chicken as the white meat, but like turkey also has like white meat and there's dark meat. Do you not like the... No, no, no. I'm just smelling it. I'm going to be Why are you smelling... Hold on. You smell this drink that you made for me. Oh, and you want wait. me to taste no, it no, so no, it's not... No, just smell it because I'm going to tell you something. Smell it. Okay. Dish soap. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> it smells like a, a uh, Moscow mule. It smells like a dish soap mule. <laughs> a dial It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I made it. I'm going to taste it, it though. Mm. See? Super yeah, good. It is actually really good. I know. Moscow mules are the best. All right, I've so only I, recently been introduced to them, but I, I really like them. Enough eating and drinking noises. We're already started, so <laughs> we should probably just, <laughs> at some point, actually start. I ate, I ate, ate all, all of those. Chips. I ate all of those. Oh, so are we, should we just high five and start then? Yeah, but I'm going to be honest. Hold on. There's a little bit of cheese dip in here. That is if not you wanna, cheese. If you want to like if dip you've your ever finger seen the, in there. If you've ever been to a Taco Bell, they only use one of the drive through lines, and the second drive through line is always just for their stacks of yeah. food and boxes, and it's like artificial cheese substitute hey, is hey, on the box. You are not helping our future sponsorship with Taco Bell right now. I fucking love Taco Bell. <laughs> hey, more you know than what's a better person? than Taco Bell? Nothing. More Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah.